that it's more difficult being a creative when you're African. I always look at things from my perspective. I'm, I'm a son of the soil. I believe in culture. I believe in music. So every time I, I look into stuff, I look at how that story would be told where I'm from. Like if, mm. if I'm telling a story about, let's say, um, I'll give an example of Australia. I'd look at the uniqueness of my culture and try and find similarities with the culture that is being represented in whatever I'm creating. In my field especially, there's not enough young people in leadership positions. There's just, there's not enough people to make a change. And you're saying that people out there right now and clients don't know what they're talking about. They need to hear, you know, what, what the, the generation out there want to hear. It's got to be different. So tell me, what is that? Even here, like a lot of the times I'll sit for two or three days and I have to do nothing because I've set up a team that can work by itself. Excuse me? Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. Hi, Dan. All right, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, hon. How are you? I'm all right. It actually feels like I've not seen you for a little while. It has been a while. It really has. It has been a while. I don't know what to do without you. Uh, I mean, I mean, most people feel like that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, though? Not not too bad, not too bad. It's getting busy again. It really is. This things, is good. Definitely. I think things have really like woken up over the last few weeks, so it's, it's good to see normality regime, I think. So, and not the new normal, like no, a normal normal. No, normal normal. Yeah, it's normal, like, normal. what just happened for the last year and a half? I don't know. Nothing happened. Not true story. Literally. No, but it did though. So it's good. It's good to be back. Well, I hear you've uh, been keeping your team busy. We've got someone in the studio today. We I'm have. not even going to attempt to say the name. I, I'm going to handball no, it no, to I, you. I, I think you should. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> you literally. Just because I was trying to get you to say it and <laughs> no now you're way. trying to get me to no do way. it. Uh, Who so you, do we have in the studio today? So today we have Tembe. He is an awesome creator, but you're going to introduce yourself, I think. I think well, first and just foremost, is. did he say it right? Yeah, he did. He did. He with, did? What, with, with my, my, my dulcet <laughs> Manchester tones. I actually got asked once, your, your co-host, uh, where is he from? And I'm like, oh, Manchester. Somebody said to hang on, just let me just clarify this before we go into your conversation. Somebody said <laughs> to me the other day, it's about, <laughs> it's about us, right? us. Sorry. Literally, the other day I was talking to somebody, it's like, oh, so whereabouts in Australia are you from? No and way. I was like, how? Are you laughing, mate? I was like, I'm from like the Well, there you go. Anyway. You're laughing, mate. That was all right. You've been I, hanging I out with me too. I also get confused with a scouser, which for a manky is like Actually, just not good. Really? Is that a... Well, because it's a bit of adversity, adversity really. Uh, yeah, is, it, anyway. is, is it the, it's like them fighting words, man? Yeah, it's actually, yeah. So, yeah. So I've got Jay, I can mic. see JJ from the corner of my eye yeah. just like nodding his head. Anyway, so going back to our guest. <laughs> In the studio. We have 10 beer. There you go. So thank now. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's really good to have you here. Thank you for having me then. You're, you're really <laughs> nervous. You. I am. It's, I, I I get very um, microphone frightened. I don't know. Oh, if, pretend if it's not there or pretend it's something else. <laughs> okay. So like for, for those that don't know, like Tenby works in our office and for somebody else now telling me he's microphone frightened, he's <laughs> certainly not afraid of voicing anything. His opinion. An opinion, especially within our office. Yeah. As a creative and a creative director, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. <laughs> afraid to have a voice. I think there's, there's a, I don't know how to explain it. There's a balance um, between sort of public opinion and sort of private opinion, if I would say it, or work opinion, that you always struggle with as a creative. You, you never, I think a lot of us struggle with being in the limelight. Are you joking? Yeah. I kind of get I that though. It's like, really? it's, it's like kind of like extrovert, introvert. 
Mm. You know, creative people are often know, very. I've, 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 oh, I've well, actually, in the inside, they're not really. Yeah, the, the, the bleeding heart. Yeah. He didn't like mine. And the fear of saying something wrong. I think that's, uh, <laughs> that's a Well, well we, there's, we, there's, there's nothing. <laughs> if anyone's going to say anything wrong, it's me and Dan, trust me. We always say something wrong on this one. But no, anyway, it was really good to say. It's really good to have you here today. Thank and, you. you know, we've known each other for, for a long time. Yeah. You know, there's been a story, and, you know, you're uh, an amazing creative. So I guess, like, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh. What you do, who tell you are, us what, how what it started. About? Yeah, um, I think that's the most difficult question is asking where it started. I think um, I'd like to say I've always been creative, although I also like to say I'm not creative because I, I don't necessarily do anything creative except I guess create okay. stuff. <laughs> but I remember when uh, Dan interviewed me and I was telling him that it's weird because I don't design, I don't, um, I don't sketch, I don't, I don't do any of the stuff that uh, you'd say the usual creative director does. I write quite well, I'd like to believe, but um, it, it's always been, I think in my, in my career, it's always been a difficulty when you work with the more traditional creatives who actually do stuff. You walk into rooms where you're not accepted because you don't use Illustrator or you don't sketch or you don't. Yeah, do but you have a creative mind. That's yeah, more powerful. It, it's it's made it more difficult because in I think recent years people believe that everyone is creative, that everyone has a creative mind. So you can't walk into a room and say, um, "I've got a creative mind," because everyone believes that they've got a creative mind. So it's it tends to be and and I think in in Dubai a lot um, a lot of creatives here have huge eagles so it's sort of i think that's the case all around the world <laughs> i was gonna say like we were with let's not limit it. people but yeah. you know creators are very interesting personalities let's say for sure i've got a dull one you're gonna do one i've got a very dull personality if i actually yeah like you you're definitely not that type of creative that like, comes with an ego so he's not sure. a prima donna uh, not a prima donna but i think you, you know what you want and you but you fight yeah. and believe for what you think is right I think it's, it's like I've been through, I, I wasn't always a career creative. I, I believe I've always written. I, I used to write poetry. I've written a few songs. Um, I, I used to be a radio producer way, 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 way back in the day. So I've always been in that world. But because I never had the validation, I'd say, until, let's say, four or five years ago of actually being a career creative. I was a project manager, project mm. coordinator, production, and this and this and that. But because of that, it just makes it, because I've been beaten up because of that, it just makes it more difficult for me to stand up and say. Well, it makes you work harder, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. You, every room I walk into, I have to prove myself. I think um, Dan knows that every everything yeah. that I do is sort of I'm too much of a perfectionist at times, and I have to fight myself just to say, okay, let go of this one. So. So it, you've done you've done a whole bunch of creative work. But how did you end up working in live communication and designing? Uh, I was by chance. How did <laughs> was, that it, it happen? It was actually by chance. Um, so at first, I was a project manager at uh, said agency. Wouldn't XX. <laughs> XX. And, and that was here in Dubai. This was here in Dubai, yeah. And I spent, I think I was freelancing there for, it was about a month. And we had a pitch for the Louvre and I just stepped in and I didn't like the stuff that the creatives were, cre were, were, were making. And I just stepped in at the time. There was a brilliant uh, French creative director at the time, tried to help him out with a few things. And he's the, actually the one that pointed it out that it might be better for him to move from project management to creative. And just to mention, I was the world's worst project manager. Still am. Like I can't multitask for, and I can't multi, I can't multi, multitask for shit. Like, but I think also like as, it's it's more difficult. I don't know if this this is gonna offend people, but it's more difficult being a creative when you're African because 
our parents don't believe in that Offend stuff. away. They, That's interesting. I've never ever thought about that. They don't like. I've I've been. I I started writing when I was like eight years old. I'm gonna ask you a question, and mm. so we digress slightly. <laughs> so, what did your parents want you to be? Uh, my parents wanted me to be an actuarial scientist. A what? An, an actuarial ag- scientist. What's one yes. of them? Um, it's one. It's like a math boffin. Um, like as in actuarial like, uh, studies. They, they, That's one of the most difficult things yeah. to study. So now when you say you're a creative, what do they say? Like, oh, where's your real job? It, it took a while. Like my mom disowned me for a bit. <laughs> it did take a while. Oh, like, I, wa- I wanted to be an interior designer or a fashion designer. And my mom just looked at me. And she goes, That's really nice to you. Now, yeah. now look at a real job. Yeah, Middle East, nice same thing. Yeah. Middle East. Interesting. I've had so many of the, mm. those conversations about get an accounting degree or get a banking lawyer. degree or a lawyer. And then yeah. you're sort of... Um, Doctor fall back onto being a creative and it's funny because I've, I've been around a lot of the guys that i grew up with now are like artists writers this and that in in south africa and it's funny how because they stuck with it they yeah. they became something there and at the time it was like people were around me and i just my parents wouldn't allow me to do it like at all and you defied them i was thinking you rebelled i'm assuming then because you, you pursued a career as, I, I pursued and a passion in industry and it was by chance. I'd, I'd say the reason I'm sitting here is not even... I, I don't think I'm that talented. I don't think I'm that good. Aww. It's just luck. I think it's just what One moment. Luck. I'm going to stop it right there, <laughs> I, I, I Dan. Think you, I think you create your own luck as well. Yeah, but, but I'm going to stop you right there, Dan. As the man who employed him, <laughs> what are you going to say to your creative director who's sitting saying, I don't think I'm that good? Well, first of all, I, I kind of like the respect the humbleness. Humbleness. Uh, yeah. the, the Credit for the humbleness. You, you get a point for that one in your appraisal next week. <laughs> <laughs> However, like... I get where you're coming from and you, you're talking about that, that validation and you know you, you don't necessarily design you don't sketch or mm. draw or whatever but i think creatively like you can lead drive build teams put people together and understand the pieces of how to make it all work and you do that in a very creative way because you can see it you can feel it you can you can almost breathe it like well, the, the it sounds like it, it sounds like you're more of an intuitive creative yeah like it's it's a natural thing for you it's a big word intuitive <laughs> but that, i like big words that's what we, we do actually i mean we, we oh, i'm going to use this i'm going to touch on this like in, in a bit but i mean like you know the, the whole series of our podcast has been talking about and um, i always get this the wrong way around <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just like, creativity and innovation creativity and innovation i can always say it um but i think or how you innovatively create, create it, yeah i think what helped but me i think is... that's what you do because you are definitely and i don't know maybe it's going back to that whole mathematical brain that you have mm. or that you know i guess scientific brain whatever you called it before yeah, actuarial is that you think about things you analyze them you look at it differently from many other people and then you essentially create and innovate mm. from that thought process it's not like so it is I just very draw different. right I, I give you an idea it's like it's it's quite methodical mm. and there's, there's more substance to it and that's what you're really good at from your creative thank you it's actually the first time someone said that because like, you go deep yeah i think the, really the, the way the way the way i describe it is like um i'm and like naturally i'm a storyteller like yeah. I, I grew up my dad used to tell me stories from when i was young i grew up with a lot of like storytellers and poets so every time i look at something it's sort of like you you have to you have to build meaning into something so yeah. and a, a lot of i think a lot of the stuff i've seen in, in the last couple of years people ignore that part of it as, as soon as stuff looks good or 
it it means a little bit of something, then they just run with it. But they forget that you you sort of have to have a base. You have to have a story that you want to tell. You have to have like um, a feeling. There's I don't know how to explain it. There's a thing that comes with everything, and I yeah. I always start from there. And it's I think creativity for me is a story of identity. It's just I always look at things from my perspective. I'm I'm a son of the soil. I believe in culture. I believe in music. So every time I I look into stuff, I look at how that story would be told where I'm from. Like if, yeah. if I'm telling a story about, let's say, um, I'll give an example with Australia, I'd, I'd look at the uniqueness of my culture and try and find similarities with the culture that is being represented in whatever I'm creating. And yeah. if as soon as you read and you find out about those stories and you find out that there's these little bits of like, uh, gems that you can just pick on and mm. build on that and yeah. once the, the the most difficult part of um i'd say creativity is finding something that's so complicated to to talk about and putting it in such a way that it it can define in, in not just words but feelings and and touch everyone and touch like it's and a, a lot of people ignore that you you see a pattern and you say okay i'm just going to put a pattern here but what does it mean and how do you tell that story never mind that when people see it especially with us in events um, people don't get to, they don't get to read what we do. They don't yeah. get videos. Mm. They don't get ads. So it's you. You literally have three or four seconds to grab someone's attention. And the question I keep asking myself is, if, for example, with a texture, if you you show someone a texture, uh, can you show it in such a way that they will ask a question about it? Can you show it in such a way that they, they will it'll actually intrigue them enough to find out where it's from and why you put it there? And if once you can do that, then you're not only telling stories, but you you're connecting people, you 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 introducing people to new things. And yeah. while you look for the stuff, while you find insights, you also learn, and that learning moves you into um, other avenues. But what I love about what you just said, which is quite unique and I guess innovative, is you look at briefs and telling stories from your world like yeah. that's not to say every creative doesn't do it from their world because it's from their head but you're looking you look at it from your country from your culture from your perspective like mm. that specific from your experience i think that that's there's this thing that my dad always used to tell me that um you you learn from everything around you and you teach the little that you know so whenever you look at something you you always have to you always have to find a relation to it because mm. at the end of the day after everything that we do, we're not we're we're not rocket scientists. We're not we're not doctors or anything. We we connect people. We create memories. So you you need to look at what what is it that created a memory for me. So if you're making, especially with events, if someone's coming to a dinner or a conference or whatever, you look at okay, the last time I went to a conference or the conference I want to go to, what is it there that made people remember it? And you try and recreate not that exact moment, but the feeling. What is it about that thing that the made them feel? feel that way and if you can find that then you can find the stories that other people are telling and you can say sort of like when you read a book like there's a way that every book is written right there's uh, like introductions and chapters and whatnot so you once you once you see that then you can say okay this is how i can tell the story so when you're when you're looking at doing an event are you sort of writing a book I'm or trying a chapter to... of a book, for example. It's not. It's it's not even that serious. I'm digging. <laughs> I'm, I'm digging. Like 292 pages long. But hold on, before you answer that question, have we have we told our viewers where you're actually from? Because we're saying, oh, telling the story from your culture, and yeah, we haven't you even said that. We're we're failing today. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I'm South African, but I'm, um, I'm from, I'm part of a tribe that's a very small minority in South Africa, mm-hmm. or Tsonga, from the northern side of South Africa. Dan, can you say that? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. Tsonga. Tsonga. Definitely can't do that. Literally, I just spat all over the microphone. JJ, you keep that term bite in. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, a, there's a thing in our culture that if you can't pronounce my name, you don't deserve to know me. Ooh. I can pronounce your name, I just can't pronounce where you're from. We can also switch that. If you can't pronounce wh- where I'm from or who I am, you don't deserve to know uh, me. Uh, I can't doubt. That's the end of this podcast. The opposite, opposite way down, Rochdale. It's not very hard to <laughs> so, say, is it? Well, say it, there Rochdale. Goes, there goes your appraisal next week. <laughs> I know. Okay, so he was on a good point scoring. Now, okay, there you go. So back to the story. I forgot what I was saying. Where are you from? Oh, yeah. Where where are you from and what you were telling us about the um, advice your father gave? So, like, I'm from a a small town called Malamulele. Mm -hmm. Um, Say that again? Malamulele. I'm definitely not going to try that one. (laughs) Malamulele. You actually said it right, yeah. (laughs) I get to know him. I'm going to learn. I'm going to practice. I'm going to say the Manchester accent, but anyway, we'll get there eventually. Um, It's on the northern side of South Africa, close Mm to... Uh, the Kruger Park. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it's a very small, like it's a township, very small township. Everyone knows each other. Um, it's that, it's that kind of, I'd say, it's that kind of vibe that we grew up around. And I think that's above everything else. That's what keeps me grounded because, mm. like, I'm, I'm very far away from home, and it's, it's sort of, it just everything is a reminder like that you are actually doing something everything comes with purpose if a brief is small or it's big it comes with purpose because where i'm from everything that's around me is a dream so you you sort of you you learn to appreciate what you have and also to set an example like whenever anyone leaves from uh where i'm from you, you have this responsibility to sort of show people that it's it's possible. Whatever yeah. little that you're doing is possible for a child to be a creative in Dubai or wherever. So then going back to what you talked about earlier, do you think that comes with pressure and responsibility? I don't think the the pressure actually comes from people here. Okay. Right? Um, I think people back home, people back home, um, they we we we're not. Eh, yeah, I don't know how to say that. We we we're not so, we're not so out there. Like yeah. we, we just we the, we're here to do work. We're here to. We're, we're children of the soil. We, yeah. we, we we do what we can for the world. Yeah. And at the end of the day, wherever we are, we, we're doing good for where we come from. So it's not it's not much pressure. It's just it's a responsibility. Yeah. To for me, it's um, let me digress a bit. We always <laughs> there, digress. So um, there, there's this thing, right? Uh, there's a friend of mine that grew up with me, and he called me the other day to remind me, like, oh, why why are you not posting anything on Instagram and telling people what you're doing because people where I'm from don't have role models and you there's this thing that like you can be a doctor because Dan was a doctor or you can be a scientist because Lily was a scientist so there isn't a lot of parents who would allow their their children to become creatives because they don't know a creative who's actually got a job yeah right so there's this responsibility to sort of show people that okay this is possible you can drop out of um, university four times like I did. You can <laughs> you can move to a different country and you can actually have a job that pays your bills and yeah. live in okay And make life. a career from it. Yeah. So it's th- that responsibility comes with it that every time I go back home, I have to sort of talk to people and you you almost have to reach out to people. I'm on the yeah. phone like maybe two two hours a day just talking to 
young people who want to be musicians they want to paint they want this like and they i'm open to talking to their parents and just letting Amazing. them know, letting them know that it's possible like it's but it's not pressure because yeah. no one was there to do that for me so it's easy for me to do it yeah even if i fail of i mean you've coming you've, this you've far, yeah. yeah so do you draw on that when you're doing your creative work on um, that energy on that purpose yeah i do i do like everything everything that i do is rooted in who i am like my my work is a, it's a story of identity like mm. it's it's a, it's telling the story of who i have been and it's trying to define who i want to be so it's it's very selfish to say that but um i always tell people in the office that my team is a, a cult of my study that's built around my personality <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we're, we're a cult built, built around multiple personalities it's like that film what was that film when the guy had like 20 different personalities that's what this yeah. place is like but it's it's like you learn from people like um i've, I've got I'm, I'm lucky enough or i'm lucky enough to have been allowed to bring in some amazing creatives who they they, they think for themselves they 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 teach me more than i teach them on a daily basis oh well i'm dying to know can, uh, can you give me can you talk me through some of the creative work you've done? What, 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 what to date do you feel is one of your most innovative work and uh, why? It's a difficult question. Ooh, everything, it's a that question. I everything that I consider innovative is things that haven't gone ahead. Because <laughs> 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 clients it, mess up everything. I'll, I'll be honest. Like clients just... They, they chop <laughs> everything. They I mean, chop everything. Just <laughs> all our funding. Yeah, I'm just hoping like, no clients are listening to this one. <laughs> No, because these like I I don't think as much as um brands want to be brands like I I think the world has changed. Mm. I, I'll speak as I'm I'm a very young creative. I, I I'm grateful to Dan for giving me this opportunity because anywhere else I probably have to work what ten more years, twenty more years to be here. But the 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 difference is that um our generation comes with a different mentality. Mm. Like you don't the world has changed drastically in the past 10 years, even five even years. Even the last couple of years, like mm. with everything that happened. These days, when you want to go viral or when you want to do something that speaks to your brand, you almost have to say as little about your brand as possible. You, always, you almost have to, like products speak for themselves. The, the story speaks for itself. So if you, try and plug, if you try and plug in too much of your message, like... The kids don't want to listen. Oh, it feels false. Yeah, we, we had a client. Forced. Yeah. We, we were working just on a, on a proposal just, I think, a couple of minutes ago where the client is basically coming us with messages of X and Y and Z. And I, I had to tell people, like, just don't listen to it. Just don't, don't read about it. Don't listen to it. Because with all due respect, like, no one cares. Like, mm. tell a story about your product. And if your product is good enough, it'll pick up. If you're not going to tell that story then you, you're just doing, you're just wasting money like everyone has done for the past 50 years. Mm. And the, the kids these days don't, they have a short attention span. They don't. So what do kids these days want? They want something different. They want, they want you to understand them. I think that's different is very cliche. I think. It's also quite broad. Well, yeah, you you give, give me, define, define me different. You're going to have to, de I'm, I'm, I'm drilling. I'm <laughs> drilling. You're going to make me say I'm, things I'm I shouldn't I'm di yeah, <laughs> Also, by but, the way, like Lily's like, uh, uh, not potential client, but you know, it's, it's someone we've worked with in the past. So there you go. You're going to get it now. <laughs> She's going to be like. <laughs> no, but, but this is what our podcast is about. Our, our viewers want to know, you know, we're, we've brought you in you're different you think different you you you're Innovate. from you, you're you're from 
as uh, hardly you know one of the you know a very small tribe that yeah. not many people know and you Say tell your stories Where, where's she from Lele? In Lele. <laughs> she got it wrong Malamulele. there you go there you go but i knew shout out shout out but but you're saying that that's where your stories come from that's where your creative comes from and you're saying that people out there right now and clients don't know what they're talking about they need to hear you know what what the the generation out there want to hear it's got to be different so tell me what is that i'll put it like this i don't know if i'm getting this wrong but um there is no wrong here i read an article a couple of weeks ago about a brand that was promoting a pizza Mm-hmm. And they had one pizza box, which was branded, and one pizza box, which was completely white. And they sent it to um, to Gen Z, the Gen Z crowd. And what they did is that they made the, the, the branded box, ordering it so difficult, and the simple one, very easy to order. And no one, almost no one, ordered the, the branded one. And it, it tells a story of, like, people now want things to be, one, easy, and yeah. too convenient. convenient and authentic yeah. more than anything else. Like we, we didn't grow up in a world where we have to try. We grew up in a world where social media allowed us to be whoever we want to be, where we could find out about anything. So the minute you, you want to make my life about something else or someone else, or I would say um, emblematic of something else, then it's, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And that's the way younger generations are feeling so if if you want to get to them then the best way is find out what they want you to say and say it in the most you way you can say it as a brand instead of forcing a message onto them if you want to get into a genre of music actually go and dig deep about where this music comes from and what what it's about before you go out and just pick out the most popular artist and make a song about it if you want to find out about a new style of art that's out there go and meet the artists speak to them work with but them you don't think people are doing that i don't think as much as they should like it's it's always i think money for brands money makes things easy money makes it seem like um i can just go and buy an artist and make him sing a song or be in an ad where you'd actually get more traction if you worked with that person if you found out about them and you you immerse themselves in the work or the music or whatever it is that they're doing you'd actually get more traction from it instead of just saying, I'll pay you for an ad. But you don't think that brands are doing that more? Because you, you, you see a lot, I've seen a lot of brands actually um, having more stories that they're actually looking at what's the value and wanting to give value or does it still feel a bit fake? It, it depends how you do it. Like it, you're, not, you're not immersing yourself in, in a culture if you're going to send an email and send a marketing director to meet someone for, two, for five minutes or a 10-minute meeting, show them a check and then tell them to do something for you. Mm. Like, can you actually visit a person's studio? Can you actually sit down with them for a day and find out why this is like this and what, what you're trying to do and where you have been? Like, can you immerse yourself, can you immerse yourself in that world so that you, you can draw from, from that where you fit in? You, you can't force yourself into other people's world. It's sort of like if someone wanted to woo you, and they just Ooh, came away. <laughs> well, Lily, when was the last time you got <laughs> in? We won't talk about that right now. <laughs> they just came to your door and they were like, here you go, I'll pay your rent. And this who is, is this person? I, who is rent? this person? And give me his number right now. Right now. <laughs> this, this argument is not working in your favor. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> 
I just feel like we just need to do more. Like we need to we need to fit ourselves into. It's got to go deeper. Yeah. It's. I, I believe we have gone deeper because gone are the days where you, not gone. Like the, there's more brands that aren't just simply plastering a yeah. celebrity holding you know a product and saying buy it because this celebrity likes it. Mm. It's a, you know it's it's it is about. Go, you know, having a story behind it still happens. I was going to say, you're saying more brands are not, but lots of brands still are. Yeah. I, I didn't say they aren't. No, 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 I said, no. but more brands are yeah. now try going, like digging a bit deeper. But what I'm hearing here is, as a creative, you're saying it's still not enough. There's still I think so much potential. It was enough 10 years ago, what they're doing okay. now. It's not, it's not enough right now. Mm. I think that's the way I'd put it. Like, it's not, they, they one, um, in my field especially, there's not enough young people in leadership positions. There's just, there's not enough people to make a change. Mm. And the people who are around, uh, because they're old, they don't... Careful uh, what you say. Older, older. Older. Oh. Let me say it like that. <laughs> you just alienated like everybody we know. Thanks. No, I've worked with like a, a, a lot of cool like people, but it's just, the it's it's easy to just go on as you have mm. whereas maybe it's a it's maybe it's a it's a thing about drive and passion or courage or courage it's, it's, or cur like, it's courage to it, it takes courage to defy the norm so i think it's just that like there's just Our mavericks there's not enough there's not enough young people yeah and it, it shows because we we don't know i'll say we because like as an industry we don't know how to talk to young people mm. we we still you'll still take something, you can build something authentic today and it'll get to a place where it's going to get cleaned up, it's going to get edited and that's not what... Well, everyone thinks that to talk to the young generation, you need to be on TikTok and do reels and that's all it yeah, takes. Yeah, but don't edit a video for TikTok. Like, why you make it raw, make it... Yeah, make it real. Make it real. Authentic. Like, it's... The, it's kids want, the kids want you to want to make... want want to feel like they know the artist. They mm. can relate. Yeah. It's not. Well, it's also because it's their world. Yeah. You know, mm. the, 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 the digital world is their world. You know, they, mm. you, you sit there and you see that they've got thousands upon thousands of friends and it's like, it's actually their friends. I'm like, I got 500 followers. So going back to what you were just mentioning then, you were saying that you don't feel as many or enough younger people in leadership positions within our industry. Do you feel that that will change anytime soon? Or that, you know, that the, the industry is being forced into a position where through, I guess, societal, cultural changes, whatever, demographics. Yeah, but I like, think the we younger to... generation tend to not feel, well, they're bold enough to do it on their own. They don't feel that they so, do. Uh, and I, I stopped myself from don't feel and change my sentence to they, are, they feel bold enough to step out on their own, 100%. to run their own businesses. But I think like that, we, we came in the world where you had to work your way up. Yeah, true. You didn't, you didn't walk out of university and start your own business. Like that wasn't the dumb thing. Like I remember my parents going, you got to get a job, you got to work yeah. hard, da, da, da. Yeah. but the youth of today, Oh God, you sounded really old then. I know. The youth of today. The youth of today. Well, sadly, that's something I have to say. I know I look youthful, but I can't take that, can't take that line anymore. But they, You're they'll right. walk out. You're and right. they do have the courage, which is what I think is absolutely awesome for them, that they step out and they go, I'm going to start my own business. Yeah. It's also the... So why would they want to go be an employee? No, it's not. It's, it's just like, I think we, our generation is like, we grew up with a lot of anxiety. True. Like we, we, we don't, 
um i don't know how to say this like we, we we don't feel as free as you guys did because we we've got if you do something wrong it's 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 all over the internet like everyone knows so you can't privacy you, you can't fail and we we almost i i i had an intern like um a month ago and she's like amazing like amazing amazing mm. and when i first met her she wasn't like she wasn't willing to come out of a shell and i realized that you almost need to you almost need to be her crutches like you almost need to show her that listen whatever happens even if you fuck this up royally it's my fault it's not yours and once someone gives you that blanket to do that it's the same that the past few agencies i've worked at i've had people like that who are saying go and tell whoever you want to tell to fuck off and <laughs> you'll be fine and that's for me that's what helped me uh, become who i am where i'm free to speak because it's okay and because we we didn't grow up in a world where we could fail it's more difficult for us to step up mm. but at the same time i'd also put the onus on past generations to say why aren't older people passing the baton like why aren't i was lucky enough like when i say I, i've been constantly lucky lose their jobs <laughs> this is what i mean <laughs> I, I was lucky enough to have not one not two but three uh creative directors in the past who literally would sit in the office would be comfortable sitting in the office and doing nothing and just saying you go ahead mm. you do what you want to do and then just step in whenever i, I go wrong be, and it's teach gotta me. be the right kind of mentors like that that yeah. we had you know even even when we were making our moves in the in the workforce it was the same thing i had some mentors that were fantastic and and were confident enough and courageous enough to give the hand over the baton and then there were others that just sort of kept it all to themselves and mm you know, micromanage and all that. But right? I think he's going back to what you said earlier about sometimes creatives are egos. Like, mm. you know, they, <clears throat> they don't want to hand the button on because they lose their sense of mm. purpose. Mm. You hand on to somebody else, then that person then potentially. But I mean, as, I mean, as, as any kind of leader, you mm -hmm. need to understand that you, the, the work that the people you have with you do reflects on you. So, of course. I, like, even, even here, like, a lot of the times I'll sit for two or three days and I have to do nothing because... I've set up a team that can work by itself. Excuse me? I'm joking. <laughs> the appraisal just went down another notch. Jeez, like, there's going to be a call to HR tomorrow. <laughs> but it's, it, it speaks on you because if Dan ever comes to me and says, hey, you're just on your phone or you, you're watching a movie or whatever, then I can say this. Research. It's, tes yeah. it's testament to the, the kind of team that you build, right? Mm, of it's, course. If if you if you weren't able to like he was saying move around pieces like you you're able to then you're not doing your job. Right. I'm gonna go back to my initial question that I'm not letting you get away from. Share with us what you feel has been your most innovative work to date, and it doesn't matter if it wasn't actually delivered by a client. It's the concept and the ideas our oh. viewers want to know. I don't know. Oh, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. That's, it's a very difficult question. I know. You know, every time I've been interviewed, I've been asked this question and I can't, I can't ever answer it. I think... Um, right, well, the ones that you really loved. Well, that stand out. That really stand out. Um, and why? I think recently, I, I worked on a National Day project where I think that we, we tried to redefine what like national days is in the uae like mm -hmm. it's it's always been flag colors it's always been um cultural acts and it's always been this or that but we try to sort of dig deep and um sort of find out what it tapestry means and what um what patterns mean and 
how how we can use that to interpret culture and th- that was quite interesting like i thought um i thought i i knew a lot about uae culture but when you find out the depth of weaving here or how many different colors that you can use for national day or the the different kinds of cultural um cultural artisan acts that you can bring in so what did you create uh it it was it's something we we try to call the fabric of society mm-hmm. right and we try to to talk about how um arabic tapestry or arabic weaving helps weave a a community together and mm-hmm. sort of that's that's the identity of what the country is and that that was an interesting project recently and then there was two malls so, but hold on so how were you how were you bringing that to life what did the event look like i I can't say that on, on. Can he say it or no? Or is it? Well, I don't know if it was one of our jobs. It is one of <laughs> oh, our jobs. Oh, well, that's nice. I can't, I can't. See, I give freedom to the team for them to go <laughs> off and creatively spread their wings. And I think I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't actually considered it as, um, as, as something special. But uh, we had someone in the office the other day that looked at the the project and they were like, they've never seen National Day put together like that. So, Dan, can you tell us? <laughs> If it's the one that I'm thinking about... I don't think so. It's not out yet. So I think once it's out, we can talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it. But I think just going back to that stuff, and you know, we talk about innovation stuff, and I think you, def- you, definitely, look through, you definitely look at things through a different lens. And you know, especially when we, we, we talk about like, you know, National Day in the UAE, you know, many people, you know, they, they see it as that very traditional element, you know, whether it's the pearl divers, the, the weavers that we've just been talking about, or you know, henna or whatever, the dancers, the performers. <laughs> But actually, I think some of the stuff that I've been looking at, what you've been doing, and again, I don't want to talk too much because it's not out yet. Yeah. Um, but it's having that that different twist on it in terms of what is that more contemporary, more. Um, I just think just it's a deeper story. Mm. I don't want to say modern, telling. but deeper. Yeah, for sure. It's a deeper story. And I think there's always an excuse when it comes to, especially UAE. Like when you talk to a lot of, a lot of the times that I've done, um, UAE projects. I think three of my favorite jobs, or if you, if I had a top ten, three of them would be National Day. But I've, you always get this feedback of people saying, "Yeah, but the country is so young; there's no story to tell." But that the problem the problem with that is that people are only looking back fifty years, mm-hmm. and they yeah. don't think about the fact that people Before have been year. around here for thousands of years, and yeah. there's a story to tell there. So it's it it always frustrated me, and uh, I think the the one the one reason i enjoy my job here is that i'm allowed to sort of just go off on a tangent and start looking at things that wouldn't really make sense unless you actually build on it um yeah but there was that any other one um there's two malls go on uh there's one mall who came i think they 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 were building as an extension to the mall and it was more urban and more the mall is very chic very high class and they wanted to build an urban bridge to it i'd I'd say and the the i think what i enjoyed about that is i mean because i don't know if if this is okay to say but because i'm black like urban is my thing right (laughs) and i've i've always hated how like as soon as the word urban comes out people think graffiti and they think rappers and b-boys and all of that so i just like I, i wanted to like redefine I wanted to redefine what like urban means and I started looking at like urban cities and not necessarily 
you'd say not looking at like the brooklyn's quote unquote like looking at your tokyo looking at your china looking at your korea and seeing how that builds into urban and also looking at dubai itself and what is urban culture in dubai like i i'm i, I would say i'm blessed enough to be very involved in a lot of like the intricate urban stuff that happens here and no one has tried to define it so it was just that endeavor to define what dubai is on an urban level where people outside of dubai view us as they view everyone think we all drive lamborghinis and live at burj khalifa and just <laughs> and without as <laughs> like, i will do when we find out that person is going to pay the rent <laughs> and can you and another question is like i i think most creators as soon as you say urban dubai start thinking satwa and dera and things like that but it's so what not, does urban dubai mean to you it's i don't know it's fresh it's new it's it's free it's um unlike most urban, i'm, I'm it's, trying it's to not i'm struggling. trying to i'm trying to dig to see what the concept on this one was <laughs> Is he allowed I to share say, this one? No. I no, 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 no. I don't even know what it is, to be honest. <laughs> I'm literally like, no, no, it's not allowed to share that one because I don't know what it is. And then um, the last one was a Christmas project, which I think that the direction came more from the client. Very amazing client, though. I think in the last few years, one of the best clients okay. I've, I've, I've worked with. But they, they wanted to redefine Christmas as pink. And that was, it was a bit challenging to say, like, how can Christmas be pink? And mm. I think doing doing that sort of... It opened. It was the first eye-opening experience that taught me that you can literally do anything. Like yeah. anything can mm. be anything. It's just if you're allowed to do it, then it works out. And it was. I think Dan was. I there went to that event. Yeah. It was beautiful. Actually, it really was. I remember walking into it. and was like, this is magical in a non-cheesy Christmas festive mm. winter wonderland type of way. Can we describe that one? Seeing that it's been delivered, we can describe it. Yeah. Like, I have NDAs that I can't. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it was it was it was a festival event. It was, it was beautiful. Like mm. it, actually, yeah. When you talk about ones, the design and the, the creative around it was incredible. Yeah. Like it it felt completely different to anything mm. that I've ever done for Christmas. I mean, even even like, the one I that generally don't. I'm like the Grinch. I generally don't <laughs> like Christmas. I do actually. I'm the same. I like the food. I'm the same. The gifts. Even the one that we're and doing Santa now is, is quite like it's quite interesting because at first when they said white Christmas, I was like, oh no, not another oh, one, again. Not, not again. But we started looking at like the brand colors and realized that when you put like a white blanket and you just put a tinge of the brand colors, it actually looks amazing. Mm. It's beautiful. So it's, really, it's, yeah, it's, really nice. so it's how simple. Did, how things. did you bring your tribal element into this storytelling? It's I think for me with 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 Christmas, it's sort of, Christmas is, is in, I've never celebrated Christmas, funny enough. Like, I'm from a place where Christmas means drinking and frying or barbecuing, as you'd call it's it. It's the same place as Dan. So it's just. <laughs> he said drinking and brying, not drinking and brawling. <laughs> 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 Two very different things. Oops, sorry. I've n I'd never seen like a fully decorated Christmas tree until I came to Dubai. Mm. So I'm, I'm one of those people. And never, I didn't even watch Christmas movies or any of that. So I think You've not lived. I've, I've not lived. Apparently, my wife loves it. <laughs> my wife decorates the whole house, and like the day after Christmas, I have to tear everything down because it's just too bright. Oh my god, you are the Grinch. <laughs> uh. But it's it's more for me. It's about family, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about just connecting with people. It's it's the only time where. You actually have an an excuse. I'd say I've always been a cold person when it comes to family. Like I I don't I don't go to weddings. I don't do anything. Who are you? <laughs> I'm a very like I don't know. Like I don't 
I don't connect easily. Okay. Well, like, you're connecting takes, well today. It takes today. a while. Yeah. It takes a while. So I think Christmas was one of those times where every single year when I've looked back, it was even me who doesn't talk to his mom regularly, doesn't talk, to, I don't talk to my sisters regularly. Every Christmas, I find myself wanting to be with my parents, wanting to be with my sisters mm. and wanting right. to connect. So it was just, how do you create a space that allows people to do that? Nice. Well, there Beautiful. you go. Beautiful. So courage. Yeah. Storytelling. Yeah. From your own eyes and from the tribe out in... <laughs> Authenticity. Malumbling. Actually, we say authenticity because that's come out in many of our conversations. Mm. And also, I liked what you were talking about before is about having youth in leadership. I think that's very important. Mm. And that's something which I think all of us should be pushing for. And it's not not just creative. I think the most frustrating part is in in events and production. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's really, really ridiculous. Like, there's, there's so many guys who should be retired by now. <laughs> on that yeah, note, on that note. <laughs> just before we alienate anybody else, don't be joking. No, no, they should. Like, there's just when you work with young production guys, right? They get it. Like, you you make something that's impossible to make, and they'll actually try and call supplies. You're gonna and- get some calls tomorrow, Dan. <laughs> I, I, I do get that. It comes from a more problem solving, yeah, and um, adaptable perspective. I think there's a I think there's a bridge. There's a bridge that can be there because you know there is a bridge between the two, yeah. and between in that bri- on that bridge is a real sweet spot, and a lot of innovation can happen. Yeah, I think on that note, it's, it's been a good place lovely to, to have you in the studio today. Glad you can be here for a long time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. I hope uh, I wasn't too boring. And no, you were too no. boring as well. No, it was what, really good. It was actually really nice to like, no, hear the backstory. Actually, what, what, I, what I expect is some invitations to these events so I can actually see them. 100%. Well, now that events are happening, yeah. they're going to start moving to some really exciting stuff. Exactly. So, Tembe, yeah. there you go. Thank you for, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All Thank right. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded.